0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon. I am the host of the program. My co-host, Barry Spears, the sniper, will be with us right after the first break, as usual. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of it's nonsensical because that's horse racing in 2023, a nonsensical industry. But it's stuff that needs to be talked about, and at the very least, there's a, probab- a high probability that I'm going to go off on a rant, and I know some people like that. So you may be entertained by, by that. Um, we'll discuss the Derby a little bit, and the Oaks. has been a couple dropouts, and um, it still feels like it's a little early. I mean, we got next week, they'll be drawing the post positions, and we'll actually have pps to look at and uh, just I don't want to be negative next week to be honest this week's got enough of its own negativity so we will cover the bs of racing this week and hopefully next week it'll be mostly horse talk and obviously they're going to have a good card on Friday and Saturday next weekend at Churchill hopefully the rest of the week Uh, The weather works out, and, well, we'll talk about that with with the sniper. So uh, thanks for listening, and and we'll be back here in just a minute. Hey, if you haven't done it already, it's time for you to sign up for the Going in Circles Digest. Go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest and stakes previews and stories and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some cool videos every once in a while for uh, historic purposes. Anyways, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.substack.com. It's free. It should be for you. Hello, Mr. Sniper. Hello, Mr. Simon. How are you doing this fine Monday evening? You know me. Chilling. <laughs> Chilling like a villain.
1: Yes, I've been called
0: that several times. Lately, you've been called. That. Lately, yeah, yeah. Lately. Yeah. This is wild. It's wild. Who of... would have thought? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk the pettiness of some individual son (laughs) in this business? Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that
1: because, uh, like, when we first started doing this podcast, You know, I obviously I understand the concepts and everything that was going on with the industry, but I wasn't really in it to understand it or feel what it feels like. But I understand your pain (laughs) and how frustrating it is, you know, dealing with people in the industry, dealing with the industry itself and all its problems. And I can definitely see how over time it can wear on you. And I, can, I, I totally understand now what you feel like. Not exactly, of course, but I have an idea. I have a way better
0: idea than I did three years ago. You have a better understanding of what... Yes, absolutely. About. Yeah. I, I get that. Uh, I, I appreciate that you, you... You know, when we first met, we first met, basically, on social media... Yep. and Barry would would ask me questions about things, and you know, I would I would tell him <laughs> <laughs> the, the simple, answer right? was the, not not the politically correct answer, not the answer that you're going to get from a racing outlet, but the real answer, and um, that's that's how we became friends, and it's uh, it's difficult to imagine, and and this is something that you know I think. We've been able to, I think, do a pretty decent job of of explaining um, why things aren't always what they seem and and why things, uh, unfortunately, are are worse than they look at and uh, why things happen. Certain things happen and and it's just not explained very well. Um, And you have to also understand that, not you, but everyone should understand that the things have accelerated since we started doing the show. And, and obviously <laughs> we started it during COVID. So everything was, was totally different at that point. Uh, that was kind of uncharted waters. Um, actually, when I worked for Alan Jerkins, we had a filly named uncharted waters and uh, she had got frostbite on her ears and the top of her ears were missing. Oh, wow. Anyways, every time I say or hear that word, I think of that filly. <laughs> he was okay. Phil Steinberg owned him. Nice guy. A matter of fact, I just saw him. He bred somebody good. <laughs> 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 I think one of the Derby horses, but he, Dang bred, it. Uh, he bred someone good in, com- in, um, in company in company with. <laughs> um, <laughs> his partner with uh, John Sakura. I can't think of who it is because my memory just isn't that good anymore. But... Um, But no, things were were very much different. And like a lot of these issues are just, they're coming to a head and it it all seems like it's happening at once. Mm -hmm. And because this this industry is not really covered properly anymore by an independent media. I mean, there is some, there just isn't much um and because of that things can get swept away much much easier than you would have find in other industries under other businesses because there's not that constant uh questioning and, and there's not anybody digging and and asking the tough questions and writing the the tough articles and, and pieces that that uh you know, we just don't have anymore. I mean since since we were kids growing up to now, just in New York because that's where I grew up at least, um, you know the amount of coverage uh, on a day-to-day basis for racing has gone from <clears throat> the same coverage that you would see in the in the NBA or the NHL or, or the NFL that you see now, you know, as and media's changed in, in 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 other ways as well, as newspapers have kind of you know phased out, but you had you were, but it was on three, equal think, footing with the was, major sports. There I was mean, three people, I think. Yeah, Newsday, New York Newsday, the Daily News, and the Post had guys at the racetrack, reporters there daily,
1: every day, yeah. every
0: day, you know, reporting on on the that day's races, and that's something that. I mean, basically, in New York. You're down, Dave Grunning. Um, I mean, Marty Mcgee uh, announced his retirement from the uh, the media world. He's going to be a jockey agent, seemingly like everyone else. I know. What are we waiting for? I mean, I guess jockeys. <laughs> I was I was going to be your agent if you ever got your 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 harness amateur license. I can still do that. You can. Know.
1: You know, I'm I'm well under. Two hundred and forty pounds.
0: Bruno Cheuto, he he rides a 24 drives a two forty.
1: See, I you wouldn't even have
0: to go that high for me.
1: It'd be two ten.
0: There you go. A svelte two ten.
1: Right, slim and trim.
0: Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: the media, media's oh, because, impact on on the know,
0: sport and mm, reporting. We had and it wasn't like the New York Post had like two or three different guys for the big meets and the triple crowns and and the Belmont meet, which was still a big meet. The fall meet was always a big meet. And
1: and my grandfather used to love looking at you know Russ Francis,
0: Russ Harris, Russ Harris, sorry, yeah, Russ Francis, Francis was a tight end Dick for Francis, the Patriots. And Dick right. Francis was a writer. Was the writer Russ Francis <laughs> was a tight end for the Patriots. <laughs>
1: And Russ Harris is the guy that picked all the winners in the paper.
0: Russ Harris, that's right. That's right. He was there for a long time, man. Sports Eye. Uh, I mean, Steve oh, Christ was, was working for the New York Times, and, and Andy Byer was working for...
1: Oh, the DC paper, the, the Post. The
0: Washington Post, yeah. yeah was so, post. you know, now we have no one. We have Dave Grenning. That's it. We that, That's all you have. And it's difficult for him because he, he works for a company and people don't even realize that the, the DRF is owned by a conglomerate that's, you know, that uh, does a lot of different things and, and they're not really wanting to be too controversial either. So it's, it's um, whenever you have a, a situation where you have an industry that, that's not really properly covered by the media, a lot of things will slide, and things will go by, will, will happen. And it'll just kind of keep getting, you know, shoved under the rug until it's, it, it's, it can't be anymore. I think that's a situation that the, the CAW teams, the, the computer-assisted wagers, has, has happened. And this is not exactly new stuff. And I know Pat Cummings has been covering this for a couple of years now. So it, it's not new. It's not brand new. But the it's coming to a head because it's getting worse. And it seems like um, there's the, the odds changes are getting bigger. And they're more apparent. And it's something that... Unseemly about the fact that the racetracks themselves are partners with these people so you're operating a, a track where you're running a, a you're, you know you have a betting pool and you're partners with some of the people betting into that pool and you're giving them perks and, and advantages and it seems like that is um it just seems unseemly I guess yeah. I is the best word and yeah it it may not be technically illegal but remember that that the elite turf club is based in curacao
1: curacao yeah yeah
0: Uh, i mean if andrew jones was running it i could understand because you know he's from there but when domestically based companies operate a company out of somewhere like that
1: yeah this can't be good there's there's nothing good about
0: that you, you, you gotta give the old the questioning look okay why why are you there Um, and the reasons I'm sure are financial and probably privacy related, which is, which is fine. But I mean, I don't want to, I mean, we ranted on this a little bit last week. Perception is reality, man. And the perception is getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't think that, um, put it this way. I don't think we're going to get a response.
1: Well, yeah, you're probably right. I I just don't know what it would take, or what act of God or what event could happen in order for the tracks to be, hey, wait a minute, we probably shouldn't even be doing this.
0: I think it's this, Barry, and this is the thing that gets me in that there's a lot of things that people don't Understand about horse racing, they just don't get it.
1: And, hmm.
0: um, you know, when people say, Oh, well, look at the purse money, they should be giving that back to the betters. Well, in a lot of situations, it just legislatively is sent to this fund. And if you bring it to the legislature and you say, Well, no, no, we want to divert some of this there, they're going to say, Oh, you don't need it all. Okay, we'll take 20% out of there for, uh, you know, uh, washing. Trees or something, you know, whatever the politicians, whatever their uh, their scam of the week is. So, I mean, it's very difficult to go to the legislature and, and ask, regardless of what say, hey, uh, we got so much money coming in here that we, we want to divert some of it to the people that bet on horses. I mean, no offense. I bet on horses. We all bet on horses. Most of the people listening are bet on horses. Most of the people listening or all of the people listening don't have any problem with it. And we understand the stereotypes. But you go to, into um, a, a legislative chamber and make a case that you want to divert money that the state feels like they're giving to you, even though, <laughs> even though it's, it's it's a lot of times a derived at the track through a partnership and a contract. You're getting the money through a contractual agreement with the racetrack, who, who's putting on the you know the the alternate gaming slot parlor the state feels like they gave it to you and it just, you know, for some reason in this country, gambling proceeds are the politicians. Why? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It really is crazy, but it just can't, it's just going to be a real tough sell. And I mean, I, I don't think that anyone that's not an idiot would say, Oh we've used the 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 money from slots you know in a great manner it's great it's awesome i mean you <laughs> say that unless you're a moron the problem is that horse players were never represented when all of these things went down because there is no horse player representation and there never will be it can't be it's almost impossible because they they don't um how do you form that you can't it, it's it's not going to happen you know how do you form a horseman's organization well you walk around the barn area and you you, you get everybody in a in a room and then you, you have them contact their owners and then pff, next thing you know you got a horse organization mm. you know how do you have a, a the, the tracks of course that speaks for itself the jockeys are their own organization the breeders are their own organization but betters there's there's you know you, you you don't we got nothing. It's well, you don't. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a group that's important, but how do you find representation? I I don't think it's possible.
1: No, it isn't. You can't.
0: So it's... what happens is the track should be responsible for negotiating for the players, because the fact of the matter is the track is the one taking the bets, not mm-hmm. the horsemen, not the jockeys. Not the breeders, the the track. They they are taking the bets. They don't buy any horses. They don't breed any horses. They don't ride any horses. They don't train any horses. But increasingly, they don't even look at the wagering customers as important anymore. And it's not about purses. It's not about how much money goes to purses, because the racetracks themselves get a giant percentage. Of the slot revenue, depending, of course, on different states and different locations, but most of the tracks would be perfectly content to get rid of us, and this is the situation that we're in, and it's a it's a horrible situation. Every negotiation, I mean, basically, life is a series of negotiations, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. and. Negotiation is all about leverage. Like the Green Bay Packers leveraged a whole sure. lot from the New York Jets for a guy that that zero chance of playing for them this year. And it and listen, let me just explain to you if you're a Jets fan. A, you know, sorry, but he's old, washed, and he's like nuts. <laughs> uh, he's going to cry like a little baby when some psycho from the New York Post follows him home and goes through his garbage. This isn't Green Bay anymore. And the fact of the matter <laughs> is, is Vic Fangio's got something for him and them ribs are gonna get busted up. That's all I got to say. Okay. Anyways, back That's to But um it's it's just how do you compel the tracks to to care?
1: I mean, well, I mean, they should know that they they should know the business, you know, enough to know how much the betters matter in this whole equation. But like you said, you know, the actions are speaking louder than anything they could have said or would say, because we're seeing the end result on the track and on the tote board.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most depressing thing that there is. In that if you ran a track and you cared about racing and and this was happening, you would react. You would be like, hey, you know what? We have to do something because this makes us look bad. And yeah, we're, we're, we're profiting here. But this is short term versus long term. And it makes you think that. I mean, put it this way. There's some racetrack companies that are run in a manner that you wonder about the competence of the people. Not all of them, but some of them. Uh, But all racetracks aren't running competently. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) So when the tracks that you know are run well are ignoring you, that's a problem. Because that is a... Short-term gain, um, you know, the old saying, short-term pain but long-term gain. It's the opposite. It's, it's right. short-term gain, and the pain's going to be, be long-term. And I don't know how to fix it. And uh, there's a lot of things that I've thought about through this business. I've been doing this. I've been thinking about this nonsense since 1987. <laughs> And there's a lot of things that I saw going wrong. Um, and it's... I find no... Um, no joy in people texting me or calling me or sending me emails saying, you know, you were right about that. None. I find none. Because I wish I was yeah. wrong about a lot of this stuff. But the fact is that the thing with the CAWs is exactly the way it went on the backside. It's almost exactly the same Mm. in that they're catering to a small group uh, at the expense of the large group. And you're seeing a deterioration. It happened to the backside already.
1: Yeah, that's why that's why the super trainers
0: dominate. They got all the stalls, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all the good horses. That's what I mean. It, it, it's I'm, what they've they, done is they've 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 marginalized the medium and and small outfits to the point where the product suffers, and they don't really seem to care. They just keep throwing bow ties and 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 Brad Cox. I mean, and and you know, no offense to Brad, but I mean, we're gonna get. I mean, they, they they should, the Chinese should should uh, send a balloon over with his face on it to, to like circle around Churchill this week. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it definitely wouldn't get blown up. He's got he's got seven of the, of the thirty something horses that are going to be running in the Oaks in the Derby. And, and the fact of the matter is, they they kind of screwed up, and they probably should have more.
1: More, yeah. Instant coffee should be in there. And then Victory the, formation, maybe.
0: And the Philly, the.
1: Oh, yeah. Punch bowl.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. He could have a third. Yeah. And that's like a terrible thing for everyone else but him. It's good for him. And this is nothing personal against him. I like him. He's, he's, I mean, I've known him since he was working for Dallas Stewart. We were on a softball team together. Surprisingly bad softball, that's for sure.
1: How? I mean, you can hit, right?
0: Yeah, but I I, I pulled a hamstring. Oh, actually, okay. Evan Hammond from the Blood Wars reported that.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Chuck Simon pulls up yes. lame. He, he actually he actually reported to that, that. That's I was, funny. I was hobbling around <laughs> from a softball injury in like 2005. Um. Um... But it's like the same thing happened where you're catering to a very small group and, you know, in doing so, you would kind of let the other groups die in the vine, but it's okay because you have your your guys. And and if they put out press releases about, um, you know, CAW teams, we'd hear about, you know, the, the three or four best big teams. Obviously that's not gonna happen because those guys don't wanna be identified. But it's just a small number of people too. I, I do I don't believe that there's two thousand CAW players out there that are betting this. I, I believe that this is a, a handful of, of individuals. And um but the backsides have have become a there's a there's a class divide if you look at the stake races it's the same people over and over again to go to equibase and and look like 20 years 2003 2002 whatever and look at the stake races on some of the big days and you'll see a far greater variety of trainers that's and true and now it's not. It's the same guys. It's Mark Cassie. It's Bill Mott. It's Chug. It's a, well, Chug to a lesser degree. Uh, Pletcher. Brad Cox. Cox uh, Chad Brown. It's the same guys. And it doesn't matter if it's Kentucky, if it's Florida, if it's New York. Um, you know, California's the same thing. It's the same thing. Bob Baffert wins all the three-year-old races and the older horse races. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil D'Amato wins all the turf races. And everybody literally
1: else, wins all the turf races. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone
0: else is, is just trying to, you know, pick up the scraps. I mean, if you are running a, a, a league like this, it would be, it would, it would be laughed out of. Well, number one, you wouldn't because you would start to lose money because your ratings would, would plummet because no right, one the would same
1: person see- wins every
0: week. Right. I mean, it'd be like essentially letting the Lakers and and, uh, uh, the Celtics and and all the big, you know, market teams have 13 All-Stars. Oh, we're not. We're getting rid of the salary cap. Sign whoever you want to sign. Have as many guys as you want there and all the other teams. Too bad. You know, here. okay, Oh, Warriors. Yeah. Some of your guys are getting old. All right. Here, have the first nine guys in this draft. That's that's horse racing. And it's it's funny because you'll hear people say, uh, a, guy, a guy said, uh, a breeder said this a couple years ago, you know, geez, there just aren't enough young trainers that, that uh, or no, you don't really need some young trainers that can challenge these these big outfits. Yeah, they're out there. You just got to give them horses. <laughs> right, right. And, and like their athletes themselves. <laughs> Like the right, old like, train, like, yeah. Like, like know, the train is the gonna hill. jump over, right. turn
1: into a horse, and yeah, <laughs> run around.
0: Like, oh, you know that—that's what they need. Some competition. It's like they killed the competition. You moron. There are things that people in this industry have no freaking clue about. It's amazing that people outside the industry understand it better than the people in it. Trust me trust me i'm like handicapping factors (laughs) trust me a lot of the people haven't a clue they haven't a clue and they don't want to and they don't care it's not their it's not their area of expertise which is fine if you're breeding horses you probably don't know need to know a whole lot about track biases but they get to thinking that the you know these trainers are um doing something special or unique and they're not they trained at the same tracks they have the same vets it's the same stuff man and you know what there's going to be people that say well this guy's he's cheating or he's doing this that's an x factor that that's not the 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 norm right whether a guy is or isn't that's not what we're talking about the fact of the matter is this is if you have 200 horses and i have nine well i can't compete no matter how good no matter how good my juice is (laughs) no matter how good my my nine are, I can't compete. Because by attrition, I'll lose a couple of horses. A couple will get sick. A couple will get hurt. And I might not have the replacements for those. They have replacements for the replacements. And that's the problem on the backside. And that's why owners get frustrated. And they either team up or they get out. And it's, it's a terrible situation. I mean... And this is not new. and this, this is not something that we haven't talked about. But it just seems very like... It's gotten to a point where... They're writing letters to the editor. Dan Lieben wrote a, wrote an article. A letter to the editor to uh, the TDN, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where he basically said... And Dan Lieben used to be the editor of the Blood Horse, I believe. Um... So it's not like he's some just, you know, some random guy. He's a guy that's been in the business and he he even uh, he had a very good way of putting it where he said, uh he basically kind of covered all the bases, you know. And he said if you lose the the two dollar better, and I guess he had bet two hundred on a horse and the horse's odds got chopped twice during the running of the race. Well you know, if you lose these people then then what do we really have? And from the track standpoint I don't know that they care, and that's the that's the thing is that Andy Sterling always says, "I'll chuck you know it all," and I said, "Well, Andy, I only argue when I think I'm right, or you know, a lot of times when I know I'm right, so it might just look like that, buddy, but um, <laughs> we actually have an uneasy truce." But an uh, uneasy truce, an uneasy truce. I tell you what, if I if if I
1: if I buy a horse in the next year, that's what I'm going to name it.
0: On easy We should actually buy a trotter, and then you could drive it. There you go. Um. <laughs> anyways, well, well the just point know I was, I'm going to the lead. That's the point. All I, I, mean. I guess the point I was making is that um, um, that I don't know how to fix a lot of this. <laughs> Nobody does because
1: it should have been worked on. Well, there's since. a lot
0: of things I know how to fix. I mean you know there's a lot of things we could fix if if given the chance well but maybe the so low hanging fruit that's out there I, I, you know like, like you want to attract more owners it's not that difficult all you got to do is like promote it properly and right. make it and 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 then once the people are are involved you know stop shitting on them and, and stop charging them to death and <laughs> you know, stop robbing them which is what happens in this business.
1: It's more like a shakedown than um, a robbery. You know,
0: you, know, you want you want, better, you want bigger handle? It's not that difficult. It's the two P's. There's two P's. It's a two P principle. That sounds a little weird. But... Um, what? It, it, it's product and pricing. If you have a shitty product, but your price is good, you're probably not going to do that well. If you have a great product, but your pricing is, is, is terrible... Well, you're probably not going to be successful either. And what we have is the a declining product. Our day-to-day product is going down. And there isn't enough of it. There isn't enough of it.
1: Right, because of the like, closing of tracks. Right. <laughs>
0: so you have a, a declining product and you have a, a declining uh, quantity. So you have declining quality and declining quantity. And then you have the price now. When we had a monopoly, it was still important to take out. I mean, it's always been important. It's always been important. But now it's never been more important because there's so many other options. And now we're not uh, measured against ourselves. We're measured against everything else. And we're not winning with that. We're losing so if you gave us the magical power to, to do things, not, not the magical power just to make things better, but you said, okay, how would you fix this? Well, we would try to find reasonable price points with a takeout where the amount of revenue that, that was coming in was enough to, to, to feed the horses and to feed the track and cover expenses and make a, you know, enough of a profit keep the keep the lights on, keep the show rolling, but make it low enough where, where you were attractive as a gambling option, not just as a horse racing, as a gambling option. Because if you want to attract sports bettors, you got to attract them as a, a gambling option, not as horse racing. Because how many sports bettors don't know that horse racing exists?
1: Well, I don't know if they, they don't know it exists, but they're just not gravitating towards it because of a lot of barriers to, to entry, so
0: to speak. No, uh, it, it's more of a philosophical question. My, my question is this, is that, that we want to bring a sports better who's not betting on horses to horses. They're not coming because of the horse racing. They're coming because it's a gambling venture. Because of the because of action, right? Right. They think that they have a chance. If they don't think they have a chance in it...
1: They're not going to tempt.
0: I mean, they're not no going to bet into, They're not going to bet 32% of uh, bets that have 32% takeout. I mean, guys that actually, you know, pay attention to that. And we're not talking about the guy that bets 20 bucks a weekend, makes a couple of five-dollar parlays on, on the, the locals.
1: Right. These are really regular, people, regular players, like guys that do this often.
0: Guys that bet a, a decent amount. You know, there's lots of them out there. And, you know, we, but we need to track them as a, as a gambling option, not just as horse racing, not just because they love horse racing. We need to bring them in because it's a viable option in the market and our product isn't that good. And then you need to improve that. And one of the things that, you know, I mean, I don't even want to get into it because it's, it could, we could talk for three hours about it, about how to fix the backside, how to fix the the racing programs. I mean, we've talked about things like, um, you know, having handicaps instead of having claimers. Uh, Or some sort of, um, you know, blended mix, how we classify horses so that we get more competitive races and we don't have two to five shots all the time. And I mean, there's there's a lot of things we could do, but, you know, just talking from a a macro point of view is that our, our pricing sucks and our product isn't that good. And we could fix things by making those, by fixing those two things. It's a simple process. It's not simple to get it done, but the fix is there. What I'm saying I don't have any fix for is how I can get a racetrack to care anymore. How do I get Yonkers to care about racing when they make 97% of their revenues through slot machines and whatever else gambling they have over there? <laughs> you know they're only racing because they're required to, and if you you really went at, went and and went through the whole list of tracks in our country, Pennsylvania, the entire state of Pennsylvania racing would be wiped out. Penn National, Pocono, Parks, whatever Philly's called, uh, the Meadows—they would all be gone. Presque Isle. none of those tracks would run. Not a single one of them. They would all be closed if they didn't need them to be open in order to run their their slot bars. um you see how the Strana group how much they care about racing in Maryland Maryland a, is a track where uh, they dropped the ball course, a few times your, it wasn't really most of the people that are there now it was it was frank basically um and you know the way it was explained to me was that you know, they were, it was Magna and they were doing restructuring and they were bankrupting Magna Entertainment To, to and Frank was getting sued. And uh, anyways, you had to write, a, I guess, a $10 million check. And this was when Maryland was getting the slot machines and they didn't, they didn't do it. Uh, and it was, I guess it was 10 million non-refundable. And they were worried that they might write the check and because of the Issues that they were having that they might not have gotten it now. They are the purveyor of one of the biggest sporting events in the state of Maryland. They have a direct line to the governor, and I don't know how in the world they weren't able to facilitate that to make sure that they were going to get it. Um, knowing that as important as the preakness is to the city of Baltimore and the state of Maryland. It's hard to believe that they would have, you know, been not chosen. But but anyways, that's ancient history, and they don't have the slots there. And the Stranach Group doesn't really care about that place outside of the Preakness weekend. It's essentially like Churchill with Derby weekend, except Derby makes a tremendous amount more. Um, and now with the, the uh, historical horse racing, uh, their meets are, are more and more and more profitable. But, you know, we've seen how they've handled this latest crisis where they're pointing fingers, and that's not how you handle a crisis. As a matter of fact, that's how they handled the crisis a couple years ago in Santa Anita, and didn't work out so well for them. And they've they've tried to promote an agenda here. And, you know, the agenda is to um, gain more control via uh, rules, and I talked to a trainer, and he's like, well, there are some people, you know, that here that are shady. I, yeah, that's true. But you, if you give up control to the track, you're dooming yourself because the fact of the matter is um, they really only care about one weekend. And you're, you know, any, anyone that reads what's going on there in that state has to understand that, that Laurel's not going to make it. Uh, Laurel's, you know, it's kaput. So, Pimlico is going to be the only location for racing, and Pimlico's a mess, and it has a small backside, and I've been told by multiple trainers that none of their people want to be there, and you can get all the people in the world to say, oh, that neighborhood's not that bad, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you who can scout out things better than anyone. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's the grooms. Yeah, they got to live there, and it was difficult to find grooms to go to New Orleans for a while, especially after the hurricane, the big hurricane. Hard to find, hard to find anybody. We had no help. I remember I told the story about the guy that got shot that kept coming to work. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's it is what it is. But if you if you're only racing a Pimlico. Then you're and Laurel's not open for training, and clearly they need a new track there, um, which is not an inexpensive thing. And it's 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 located on wetlands, and I mean Laurel's dead. It's you know, R.I.P. Laurel. Um, I don't you know it, it might not get buried for another two years or so, but but uh, it's just like Gulfstream Park West. You know, Calder. We knew Calder was done. And when they tore the grandstand down, then mm-hmm. any shred of hope was gone because there's no more grandstand. Uh, you know, no cost to build a grandstand? A lot more than uh, than was going to be available. But I guess it's a long meandering story that I'm on.
1: Is <laughs> meandering.
0: That, is <laughs> that uh, you're going to need to build a training center of some sort in maryland and then you say to yourself well hell they had buoy buoy right yeah yeah but you know what the problem is they gave Bowie away oh. but they never signed the paperwork the problem is buoy is supposed to be redeveloped for Bowie state university a historically black school and because of that a caucus of the, the black politicians we're willing to vote pretty much for whatever because they gave them this. So if they try to rescind it,
1: <laughs> Oof.
0: You'll lose that vote. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that'd be messy.
0: Yeah. So it's all political. And building a training center, remember, uh, building anything is, is not cheap. Um, but building a training center and then maintain running it, maintaining it. Training centers don't really bring in any money. And you can charge owners, you can charge the trainers, or whatever. But how much but can yeah. you really charge them? Right.
1: How much can you?
0: Yeah. They, and, and and collecting is is the hardest part. <laughs> Horse racing charging is the easy part. But so now you're 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 talking about this other expense that the Stronic people certainly don't seem inclined to want to do. They want someone else to pay for it. I mean, it's not going to be a. a within the city of Baltimore. So it's going to have to be outside of Baltimore so that, you know, you're going to be asking the state to pay for it. And we've just read that piece, uh, what 10 days ago or so that, you know, talked about how much money was available. And when you start thinking about how much it costs to, to re you know, to redo Pimlico itself, and then you're going to have to build a training center and, and, And where do the people go in the meantime? And, I mean, it's just a giant mess. But the fact of the matter is the track has kind of shown its colors. And they have not, you know, if you were a track or you were a company that really cared about safety and and the trainers and the owners aren't wanting to run because they're afraid of safety, I mean, you're losing the battle there. You know, like... It's an imperfect way of looking at things, but when you go on social media and you see what's being said, it's about 99% in favor of, well, maybe not in favor of the horsemen, but against the track. And it makes you think that, well, they've already made a statement on a record of saying that, you know, they're not really making any money in Maryland and, and they would like to exit. I mean, who buys a track? That's the thing is, is nobody buys racetracks anymore that, that aren't attached to um, some sort of alternate revenue. Hmm. I mean, think think it's just the way it is. And...
1: Well, I was telling somebody the other day how, how alarming that is that basically in some states it, it's just basically – on a whim from a politician could just wake up one day and say, hey, why is this attached, you know, why why is this money attached to horse racing? We don't even need horse racing.
0: No, it, what we used to do is that we used to bring in a lot of money. Used to? That's the thing. Well, was, we still do. I mean, it's not still like do but... It still doesn't bring in money. It does. But now... There's people willing and companies and draft kings and, you know, willing to put up tens Game or money. Hun- hundreds of millions to get involved. And we don't bring in that kind of money. I mean, it's a sobering reality that people in this industry have got to look at. If you're a young kid, if you're 20 years old and you want to get into this business, I'm telling you, man you better get yourself a degree in something (laughs) because there's just not going to be. It just doesn't look like we're going to have much of an industry a decade from now. And if there is, it's going to be small and shrinking. And and once it starts shrinking and and it's, it's been shrinking, but once you reach a, a point where, you can't get it back like you can't get New England racing back on a, on a real scale because you don't have gaming and right. how, how can you make a racetrack a racetrack is expensive to run you need a lot of space even if you put a small grandstand up a track is still a, a, a large area of space you have to have some sort of backside Especially if you're you're in an area where you're not close to other tracks, and that's one of the, the the downsides of closing tracks that people don't get when they say, "Oh, well, you know, they should close this track or that." Track. Well, that that track provides stabling for horses, and when the track closes and there's fifteen hundred horses on the backside, they got to go somewhere else. Well, there's not always space for that to, for the for those horses to go. So what'll happen is. Some of the horses will go to other tracks. Some of them will just replace horses from other tracks. If you had an opportunity, you had a horse that was on the running for 5000 and he wasn't hitting the board, and, and you had an opportunity to, to, to get another $5,000 horse that was hitting the board, well, you're going to get rid of the first one. So you, you haven't increased the size of the population of horses. You've decreased it because horses from that other track could have run at your track. I, I see this all the time when people say, oh, well, if, if we, we cut down a number of tracks, then we'll have more horses. No, the horses go away. The backsides are the same size. It's, it's not like Delaware Park is going to be over there, but, um, you know, yes. so, so we'll be, just be able to send all those Laurel horses there. Right? Well, do, there. Do, you think, do you think they have 2,000 stalls there? They don't. So they're just going to wind up replacing some of the ones that were there. And then those horses will filter out of the area. And most of the time, they'll, you know, go to places we probably don't even want to know about, or Charlestown, or or you know, Louisiana, or West Virginia. And then they're not going to be in that area, the Mid Atlantic anymore. Well, I guess West Virginia's kind of in the Mid Atlantic, but you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Horses <laughs> have to have a place to live. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that people don't think about when they're talking about shrinking the game is where are all those horses going? You know, I see people say it all the time. They're saying, oh, well, yeah, less is more. And that's not necessarily true. It's not true at all. And, and it's, and it's going to create more problems than it's going to solve shrinking you know and and that's what people don't get it's like all right well how many horses are stabled at let's say Penn National and they shut down Penn National I I mean we've said it here before those horses all of them can't compete at (laughs) Belmont or or even on the New York circuit 90 percent of them
0: no, of course not. That's you why know, the, then... horses are generally at a track for a reason. I mean, they're they're generally they they wind up at a certain place because there's races for them that they can win at that spot.
1: Right.
0: There's not that many horses that can just go anywhere and win. I mean, maybe you're talking about a lot of cheap horses maybe, but like if you have a Pennsylvania bred well, you're going to want them at Penn National. You're not going to want them at Delaware because you run for more money in Pennsylvania, plus they have Pennsylvania bred races. And, you you know, see, so you, you don't run against restricted, but you say, well, okay, well, they can run at Parks. Yeah, but if you shut down Penn, well, where are those horses going to go? Parks is full to the backside. So where are they going to go? Presque Isle? Presque Isle's uh, is ways a, away, a, man. A $1,500 right. $1, van trip. One way a long ways so it's it's just not feasible people just don't think of these things that you know like stabling and and that's that's the thing is well plus you, you have a local owners a lot of people that live around it. I, I was helping guys out um, to locate a, a new trainer for them for their horse and you know the horse is it's a Philly and she's she doesn't have I mean, she has allowance conditions, but she's certainly not going to win allowance races where she's going. But they wanted her to go to one place because that's where they live, <laughs> they want to see her run and they're willing to run her, you know, for a tag or cheap tag, whatever, because they want to be able to go to the track and see their horse race and maybe go in the morning every once in a while. So, you know, they don't have any interest in having their horse. Eight hundred miles away, right? I mean, for some people, it's it's just a uh, a social thing. It's something to do. It's something to do with friends or family, or, you know, brothers or whatever. So, you know, you lose that, and and that's that's part of the deal. That's huge.
1: That's part of the experience, you know. And and I think that part gets missed too the the regional aspect of the whole industry it doesn't get talked about enough especially when speaking about growing the game i mean we're obviously far away from being able to grow anything we got to fix what we have first then we can maybe kind of spread it out to the masses but at this point there's too many issues and it's, it's just, it's just countless. And it seems like it's just getting worse and worse. Like every other day it's some, some major nonsense from a track or the rules or something stupid. And, it, and it's stuff that that's fixable. Most of it anyway, um, not even a long time kind of fix. I think that's what frustrates me is like, this stuff can be not completely perfect, but in a better state than it's in now.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, my, my question, it's a chilling question is, do they really want to fix it? I mean... This is, this is, and I hate to go back to this because I do every week, it seems. <laughs> but it's the easiest target in the world. This is why HISA is so misguided. Like, they treat the trainers like the enemy. The trainers are not the enemy. The trainers are a required component. <laughs> the tracks are the enemy. The tracks, not the trainers, not the owners, not the veterinarians. The tracks are the enemy because the fact is that most of them don't see themselves as racetracks anymore. They see themselves as these multifaceted corporations of which racing is a segment of, but in most cases, not even the main segment. And that's... i mean we can't have racing if we don't have a track to run at and and the trainers aren't interested in leaving racing the trainers want to stay in racing the trainers want to race the owners want to be in racing the betters want to bet racing the people that are still here they're still left we all want to be in in the business we want to do this even if we've cut back or even if uh, you know, you, you you don't bet as much as you do or you don't care as much as you do or, you know, you, you don't uh, spend the, the, the time. You're still interested and you're still coming somewhat, even if you're just semi-interested. The tracks are going to get to a point, as they as they do all the time, it seems like, where they don't need to be open. And they get out because that's what they're actively looking to do. And in the situations where they're not actively looking to close the track, they're actively looking to get rid of the racing component at most of these places. You don't think Churchill would be happy to get rid of the fairgrounds? You don't <laughs> think the, the Penn National tracks, um, all of them, wouldn't, wouldn't be closed if they could? I mean Delaware's got a new owner, but we don't know a whole lot about those guys. And you know they came from the casino world. I don't know. I I don't know. I I, you know obviously we give them a shot. Hopefully it works out good. But I mean we can't just have a, a a a racing world where we have Belmont. And Saratoga and Monmouth and Delaware and Colonial in the summer and Tampa, Oaklawn. You you tell me what what other tracks actually want to keep racing.
1: Hard pressed after that list. Yeah, not many after that. Exactly.
0: You still think we we can have a three hundred sixty five day year racing schedule then? Definitely not. Where where are the horses gonna come from? And this is why the breeders have were just out to lunch on this whole LASIKs thing. Like, what do you people are you nuts? (laughs) Your customers race horses. And maybe you're saying, well, some of our customers are two year old consigners. Well, their customers certainly race horses. Without the racing component, the sales component is is dead. I it's just the most baffling thing. Like the people that I and, and I have this to say about the all the anti lasik people who are all all out there for um you know, for the last decade that I had got countless hours of my life, I wish I had back arguing with these people, especially <laughs> the people to tell me things that, like, I didn't see for myself for the last 30 years. But how's how's steak racing these days? <sighs> is, it, is it better than it was because we haven't had <clears throat> you think it's great now? You think it's awesome? It's worse than it ever was. And it's not just because of Lasix, because there are other trends, but it certainly hasn't helped. And when you get rid of it for everything else, for everyone else, the same thing's going to happen, except the difference is at least stakes horses will have talent and maybe can be salvaged if they have bad bleeding incidents where they can spend the money. To send them to hyperbaric chambers and and do whatever voodoo that that they can do now. <coughs> At least the fillies that have pedigree, well, you can breed them, I guess, right? But what about all the other non-stake horses? How long do you think those horses that, that become persistent bleeders because they can't use Lasix? And I don't want to hear people yeah, well, if they bleed, they shouldn't be raising anyway." Shut up! Just shut up! <laughs> go play tennis but you've been sold a bill of goods if it's, it's it just sucks man yes
1: that's how I feel
0: I mean I started this thing to have to just I don't even know why I started it I started it because Jason bidas convinced me to start it and convinced me to do it. <laughs> it was COVID and there wasn't anything going on. So, you know, we, we started talking about racing. And and a lot of the stuff we talked about in the beginning was fun stuff. And, and honestly, I, I wish that, um, that we could do that. I, I don't like talking about this nonsense. I hate talking about it. You know why? Because half the day I, I feel phone calls or text messages or emails from people about this nonsense. What have I heard? What what you know, what do you think? Bah, 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 bah. I don't want to talk I, I I'd rather talk about stupid lists. You know, like who's the best horse uh, in in this or that, you know, like I, I'd I'd rather talk about that stuff. I'd rather talk about races.
1: Right. Like, you know, what happened in the past week in racing, not what happened in the past week in track management land and what they could. did. I mean, do. we
0: we could just ignore everything and just pretend like nothing's bad's going on.
1: Yeah. But that's not real either. You know,
0: we we have a crisis in a state where we hold a triple crown race. <laughs> and again, I, I'm saying this from a, a standpoint of Andy Sterling says that I, I think I know everything. Well, I don't have any idea how the hell they're going to get out of this I mean, it's beyond my pay grade. The track owes uh, thirty, forty million dollars to the feds for money that they never actually got. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, they didn't cover not- that in my accounting experience. <laughs> <laughs> when I was going to accounting school, we didn't have uh, that. That scenario never popped up. But you have, you know, two tracks that are in, in disrepair, and then you have money that's already been granted that's not nearly enough, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like wow. that, and now the track is is a killing field, and you have horses snapping it off, and they won't let the, this guy on. I mean, I'm telling you, if I ran a racetrack and I was having horses break down all the time, if if the horseman wanted to bring in uh, the 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 ghost of uh, Saddam Hussein to you know and do a séance and see what he thought about the track, I'd be like, bring him in, <laughs> but. I mean, that's a big, that, that's like a major issue. That's a major issue. And it's, it's pertinent for everywhere. It's certainly pertinent it, uh, for the other facilities that that track organization runs in South Florida and in Southern California, which um, are huge part of our winter racing season. So, so you tell me, like, <laughs> you know, should we talk about the Ben Ali? The Ben Ali, let's talk about Front Run the Fed. Real quick. that was a nice selection by you. I actually was alive with Front and Run the Fed, except my tickets died far before they got <laughs> to Front Run the Fed. He was one of the five I used in the race, but uh, I did didn't have need him five. On the
1: you didn't need five.
0: Well, I needed five in some of the other. I needed five in the in the one race. <laughs> in the race that you got bounced. Yeah, I needed five <laughs> in the race where there was five. <laughs> but um, no, that was that was a good selection. You know, he's a good horse. Cutting him back to the sprint. That was that was that was a smart move by those guys. Yeah, there
1: was a ton of speed in that race.
0: Yeah, Ray Lou. Ray Lou put the move yeah. on him. Yeah, he did. The Cara Moore boys got got the money. <sighs> it's funny I, I i really i really didn't like um the 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 favorite what's his name the horse with the funny name who was the favorite in the valley. uh the Safi joseph horse oh skippy yeah yeah i didn't like him at all no
1: i how Never can I, you i mean
0: i didn't i didn't it, like him at all you I, know what i mean i'll 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 say what i'll say but Savvy Joseph, to me, outside of South Florida is, is a cross out at, at anything less than like 20 to 1. And no, I did not bet Miles again. That was a fluke. That horse will never win again. Just like <laughs> math. Well, that math horse that won the fluky Pennsylvania Derby. Well, the reason I didn't like Skippy
1: is uh, that race that uh, he won at Tampa wasn't very strong at all. I mean, he, he kind of didn't even run that well. <laughs> to be honest, no. I didn't. I didn't think so, and he still won, and won fairly easily. But I didn't think it was it was you know something that he could go from that race into the Ben Ali and win. I I, I
0: couldn't see it happening. No, I, I think people were looking at the fact that he won the House Hope real easy, but like I said, I I discount that guy's horses outside of Southern, uh, South Florida. In South Florida, the horses run much better, and. When they leave South Florida, they don't run as as good. Just, just an observation. I, and not, I'm not saying 100 percent of the time, but when you win 25, 28, 30 percent in almost all categories, and then you go to Keeneland and you're winning 7, percent I mean at, at at four to five, I mean, come on. Um, and the you know the McPeak horse likes Keeneland, I guess, and he was bet. I mean, he he was bet. He got bad. I tried to. I, I thought Pioneer than Medina was. Uh, I was hoping to get a little bit slower pace or to have him sit behind the two, but he just wasn't good enough. I, I'm not going to make any excuses for him, but but that was not a great race. The oaklawn Park, uh, the oaklawn handicap was was it was a good race. It just yeah. was, you know. It wasn't a good race. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I mean, nothing, nothing remarkable. No, I was against Charge in that spot, but I really wasn't for anyone either. So right. I, I that, that's like what I mean. They, I really they were think all kind of like courses to. you
1: can't really get attached to, or, you know, they were like, all right, okay. I mean, Charge it was kind of a wild card um, because he just hasn't run enough. And,
0: and It's funny to talk about talk about Andy um, Andy is a big proponent of Classic Causeway cutting back but I'm a big proponent of, of Charge It put it this way if Charge It had a run in the carter who thinks he doesn't win that race right Doppelganger won yeah. like a like a 75,000 claimer but um, I am mean, Charge not a grade one winner and I don't know that he's going to get there at two turns. You know, he got it. He got it. He, he was kind of coming in when that horse came out just a little bit. And I mean, I think the stewards got that call right. Uh, you know, I, I'd have left it alone too. I, I don't think there was any real interference by anyone that cost anyone anything. So uh, defunded. I mean, he'd be broke terrible and just circled the field. I mean, Defunded is one of those he's one of those like B-plus level type horses (laughs) B-plus who who just uh, you know, he's got speed. He's not really good good, but he's better than what he's racing against and he's going to have a nice record. He's going to retire with a nice record someday. He's going to make a lot of money, but he's really not that good. You know, I mean, listen, we're running all these stakes this year. No, we're not canceling the Whitney. We're not going to cancel the at mile. We're not going to, you know, they're, they're all going to be run. They're going to have winners. That doesn't mean that the horses are really good. It just means they were better than the horses they ran against that day. Um, But, uh, I mean, we had three stakes for older horses around two turns this weekend. And uh, next weekend, the alishiba not this coming weekend. The weekend after, which is a six hundred thousand dollars race. I think the Westchester is that same day, which is a mile, which probably would have been a better place for Charge to run. Um, not to belabor that point, but I mean, there's just too many races on in, the, in a short period of time for for that division. It's it's a thin division as it is, but.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Thin, um, and my guy, Andy Serling, Uh, I saw him tweet out something, too, about Nest, and where the hell is she?
0: (laughs) I think she's only going to, they're scheduling her to run four times, of course, the. Breeders' Cup Distaff will be the the final the fourth race. right the fourth and uh, final two races Saratoga and probably the Pips probably kick it off in, in the in the Phipps on Belmont Day that'll probably be her the first sure. start of the year I mean she loves Saratoga so I understand the the logic of running her there mm. but um yeah so you know, we'll get to see her but we don't get to see her very much. Presumably, Rich Strike will run in the Ali Sheba. I mean, it's not even fun betting against them anymore.
1: Yes, it is. As long as people,
0: the Rich Strike stands of all. Yeah, the Just stands. Clear. As long they're, as the, the stands gone. are
1: packing the stands,
0: they're gone, my friend. They're gone. They've.
1: We're gonna get some value on somebody.
0: Else. They've they've uh, they've left the building. <laughs> people are leaving the building because uh, odds get slashed uh, at the eighth pole and. Others are leaving because Rich Strike just can't get right. You know, just, you know. I, I mean, listen. I'm not a Rich Strike. <laughs> you, you, everyone knows my feeling, Rich Strike. But um, at, at the very least, he does attract attention. Sure. So it'd be nice yeah. to see him actually run once um, in a while. About the uh, the late odds changes
1: that you just referred to. Yes, sir. the 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 new the new kick in the balls is. That on the ADW, it doesn't change until literally like after the the race
0: is run. Oh. So so you're still seeing the. the, Yes. Oh, that's. that's... And then
1: when the payout comes, the odds switch, and then you're like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make you feel very good about the situation.
1: Man. Imagine that, like going from 23 to 1 to let's say 15 to 1, right? While the race is going, you're like, okay, whatever. You don't even look at it.
0: And then you see it flash down to 9 to 1 after. <laughs> I made one bet today, and I want to thank uh our, our Canadian friend. The Lakes? No, I did not bet the Lakes today. What? Oh my dad did give a tip though. He did give out a tip. He um, he said to pass this on. Especially for Walter. Walter, I know you listen. Walter actually wants access to my dad's secret list. The secret stash. Yeah. So I got a little bit of a glimpse at his list the other day and he still had races from like last spring listed on us. You need to clean your list up a little bit, you know. No, he said at the finger likes during these short races that you gotta look back at the horse's form, and he said, there's some horses that do really well at these short short distances, and he goes, then their form gets hidden because they never run the four and a half races anymore. Right, they go to a bigger track, and yeah. they run. So, that's the... Okay. That's the Mr. Simon. No taken.
1: That. Yeah. See, mine, mine would be similar to that, actually, but it only works at Charlestown for whatever reason, but if you see horses coming from Maryland... Yeah. ...over there that run basically a pop and stop in any six furlong race or five furlong race at at uh, laurel and they come over to um to charlestown even if they go up in class which usually they do um those four four and a half they usually have an edge and they get to the front free tips free 399.
0: Man, the heat beat the Bucks again.
1: Of course they did, because the Bucks have tailed off. Like they, they were they're really mediocre in the last part of the season. Like They've really, been, really average. They're a game away. That's right. I, Jimmy I like Buckets, that. round two. I like Let's
0: that. go. Heat Knicks. I'll I'll take our chances. Again. Okay. Okay, we can have a fight. And we'll sweep the heat. Huh? He ain't getting nothing. They're Wait, getting sweaty. what? Oh yeah. Excuse you, Faux. that That'll be fo. Fo, fo, fo
1: Nope. Then I'm gonna have to have you turn in all of your Miami Dolphins gear. am I'm, immediately I'm about.
0: Uh, I'm worried immediately. About I don't like right Bucks. now. I don't. I don't like the matchup of the Bucks. I don't right like, now. I don't like Julius Randle on the Greek freak. That doesn't. That does not appeal to me. Especially That's like the, not guarding Especially them, basically because they
1: would be wide open because <laughs> there's no defense being played there.
0: Well, the, the problem is that, you know, the Greek Freak's a star, of course. And stars right, gets calls. Calls. Well, he gets all the calls. Well, now he's a star with a bad back. So they're going to call, Scott Foster's going to call like a chintzy foul on Randall. And Randall, of all the professional athletes I know, no one gets more rattled by foul calls than that guy. <laughs> he literally will not let it go. And he will play bad for five minutes because of a foul call or a lack of a foul call. I mean, it just it just psychs him out. Anyways,
1: yeah. So um, we're gonna need all that Miami Heat gear back. Most sir. of it. Most of it's no
0: good anymore. Anyways, what you got to? I seen the hats. I want to get one left. I only got one left, but um, um. Oh, I saw that Javier Castellano. Oh, on Mage, yeah. Is on Mage Mage, but but Mage. he, you know, just a couple of days ago, he was announced as rising, raising Kane, raised Kane, which at the time, I thought was unusual because that would seem to be the horse with the least chance (laughs) and i was thinking if he's riding that that means that mage must have already found someone else but now he hasn't um which seems that was
1: really strange
0: Unless um, Ray's cane is not, gonna not run. going to run, which right, and that's which very might, cool. which might be a possibility. Yeah, I mean he has no chance. I don't care. Sorry, but I don't like him at all. His only race that was even decent was the Gotham, which was a freaky, sloppy setup where they went super fast early and. Not super fast late, but he handled, yeah. he handled the mud that day. He got a <laughs> fortunate trip, um, and yeah, he was good that day. But that that race bears very little resemblance to the Derby, other than the fact it was kind of a scrum. But um, no, he 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 showed his true colors. His next his next race where he didn't really do like anything. all you would have to do, like if you just
1: said what you just said over the last like what was it like minute and a half mm-hmm. if you slowed down your cadence it mm-hmm. was just like andy Byer. <laughs> like you use the same words like that that when you were just talking about Ray's cane i kid you not if you slow that down you sound just like andy Byer, exactly to a t Barry, the you Breyers already do a good impression. Figures
0: do not show Ray's Kane as being a true contender. I just don't think he's got the quality <laughs> at two turns to get the job done in the Breeders' Cup. Oh, I meant the Kentucky Derby, but I'm 118 years old, so... <laughs> Forgive me. Perfect. Perfect. Raise Cain.
1: I'm sorry, yeah. I, didn't, know didn't not, want I know me. you're not
0: 117 years old, but you're also probably not listening to this. So
1: he might. Yeah, and Raise Cain is on my.
0: He was banned substance list for the Derby. Uh, I'm actually putting out something this week and writing about the Derby horses. Kind of a, a little appetizer, is it a little appetizer? Yeah, appetizer? that's a good way of putting it. I'm yeah, insulting a good. bunch of horses, uh, and, and I just want people to understand that I'm, I'm insulting it's your not, horse, personal. I'm not insulting you. Yeah, it's not personal by no. any means. No, no emojis. I won't put emojis. Last time I put emojis, I, I yeah, there was tears, literal freaking tears, <laughs> but um. But no, it's it's, it's the truth, and, and and it's called opinion. It's not even satire. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's the thing satire.
1: is everybody's so used to not having, you know, those kind of strong opinions about anything in this industry from the media that when it does happen, everybody clutches pearls, and it's it's like, oh, that happened? What
0: you said? What? Yeah, it's it's just you know what? Prove me wrong by, by running well. That's all. Prove me wrong. If I say that your horse has got the better chance of I mean, I'm not even gonna go there, forget it. You'll have to read it. Yeah
1: yeah, put it in writing, sir. Okay. It's gonna be in writing. <laughs> be what in about writing. what about the show? Are we gonna do any any kentucky derby preview. Yeah, we're gonna I, do a kentucky derby show. To we're
0: gonna because, do a giant kentucky derby show it's gonna be huge
1: uh like don't we do, didn't we do it last year we did it every year right
0: we did yeah we did
1: it we, we do it, like a little preview of the stakes and stuff on yeah
0: there. yeah and last year i was at, at the derby and, and we did a show but that's right late rushed kind of deal but um but this year I will not be there, so we'll have plenty of time. But yes, yeah, we're going to do a show. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have we are uh, all kinds of things. Cool. And guess you're what? invite me though, right? Guess guess how much it's going to cost. Free ninety nine, F R E E ninety nine. That's right. It's going to be free. You don't have to pay anyone for for this. And sometimes you know people say that old cliche you get what you pay for but here you're going to get something that's valuable you're going to get my list of horses that you can just X out like, let it ride
1: with... <laughs> what do you like the odds on lightning
0: the let it that's ride. my
1: favorite line Like, <laughs> said, what you
0: can, you're going to get a handy little <laughs> cheat sheet of horses to toss out all day. <laughs> yeah. I did really good last year on Derby Day.
1: Yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah, man, that was money right there, man. Woo. Still, I'm still
0: crushed that that Ian Wilkes horse couldn't win this, the the turf stake. Ugh. I'm still crushed. The rich Strike hurt my day. Yeah, I, I was, I was still in, in denial at that point. Between that oh. and Jim Kelly making fun of my hat, I couldn't deal with it.
1: Um, Should punch him in his chest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said he was going to take a dump in my hat. Yeah, he took my hat. And he was. Gonna Those have... are fighting
1: words, yeah. Mister Jim Kelly. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, it's better. Well, I guess you know you had a. Technically, a better interaction with OJ than you did with Jim Kelly.
0: That's right. OJ is my guy. We'll stay on his good side. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Head being on is a good thing. I I like my head where it is on my body.
0: uh, What do they say? You got to keep your friends close and guys that kill people with knives closer. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, man
1: right If we learn anything from uncut gems, <laughs> it's that that was a pretty good movie, right? yeah it it was wild, like it was really, really fast paced, and I couldn't keep up because I was like, "Well, where is this thing going? You know, and I guess that's the beauty of the the film itself is you know it's supposed to be chaotic from start to finish. Uh, Kevin Garnett was the best actor in it. And he wasn't even acting. So. I was kind of disappointed at the ending, I have to say. I I mean, him getting shot, that was not. What I wanted to see. Yeah. Or at least not right away. Let him get the money and spend some of it on something or do something. And then you get him be a screenwriter. You should be.
0: I like comedy. You'd be a a good comedy writer, you think? I
1: can do a set. No, I want to do I want to stand up.
0: I'm gonna do sit down comedy. I don't want to stand up. That's
1: okay. I've seen a guy do that.
0: I want to sit down and and crack jokes on people.
1: He had a glass of water, he had the, the mic stand and he was sitting down. Very funny.
0: Can you imagine if you, you did stand-up comedy and in, in like a like a racing themed stand-up comedy? We gotta
1: do it. I was I was actually I had started um, writing a a horse racing Twitter rap.
0: <laughs> um, I didn't finish it, but I, I could. I gotta ask Pete Aiello, I wrote a song one time and I sent it to him. A racing themed song. I can't even remember what the hell was the the um The motivation. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But Pete will remember. He 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 remembers insane stuff like that. Gotta gotta to ask Pete after after next weekend after the NFL draft what his impressions are and he'll start rattling off. You know, this guy, they should have took this tackle from New Mexico State. And I watched twelve hours of film on him and uh, the greatest thing you go to a game like the Panthers game with Pete and he starts getting on. I knew this Jim so and so was no good. I'm like, who? Which, which guy is he? What that's not the player, that's the special teams coach. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> uh, he's a good sport. I mean, he's actually not a great sport, but uh, he gets bitter, very bitter, when his, when his team doesn't do well. Oh, he's got to be bitter a lot, then. He's not, yeah, quite, actually.
1: So, is a Hornets fan, too, or he just like, – I don't know.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know why he's a Jags fan. He might have told me one time, but I can't remember. I can't remember anything anymore. Oh the only, I only know one I, You know what my brain is like? My brain is like when your phone runs out of like storage. <laughs> and it and you got to erase some stuff in order that's to what, like That's what you're deal. in the process. A process I think that's what that. I've done. I think I I've I've erased like a bunch of stuff.
1: The old tapes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <you can't. laughs> They're gone forever. <laughs> I can't remember shit anymore.
1: Liam Benson is the only Jags fan that I know. Uh,
0: who's a Jags fan? Liam.
1: He's the only one.
0: Uh, oh, you he's know, vocal about it. He's the you, only know, guy. you know, you used to be a Tara was a uh, she was a Jags fan, but she grew up in Jacksonville, so oh, so it's just crazy people. Right? Well, they they yeah, the only crazy people, only so, crazy people. Like I mean, they don't the have any other sports in Jacksonville other than like you know. Nothing. Nothing. Whatever. Nothing. whatever <laughs> no, you auto, had it right. Auto nothing. racing or whatever rednecks do. Nah, there's nothing. To it. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I never knew a Atlanta Falcons fan until I met Swift. And then my my brother's kid likes the Falcons. And they live in here. I have no idea why I like the Falcons. My brother, how old is he? Orioles, he's like twenty. Oh, well, the Falcons were probably
1: good when he was little. They were never
0: really good. I mean, they were he, decent. Their main though, claim to you fame is blowing uh, the Super Michael
1: Vick. Bowl. But he was, you know, maybe I, I think that's Michael
0: what... Vick was before is before he really was. I mean, maybe Michael Vick was that was a long time ago now. Yeah, that's why I said he, he probably.
1: Well, he said he's 20, right? So, yeah. yeah, that was around the time Michael Vick
0: was good. Well, early like, 2000s. Yeah, but he was like three when he was the early 2000s. Stuck? I I, I like Tony Dorsett.
1: Saw the guy play twice. He, he
0: set a record that will never be broken. Which one? The 99-yard run.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That was against the Broncos, wasn't it?
0: I don't remember. But, How would I know that? But, but I know that he, he that record will never be broken unless they've changed the field. <laughs> I had
1: a Tony Dorsett poster because he was a Converse person. Mm-hmm. And I had a Dr. J poster in my room. And Christian Hosoi, for those who like to skateboard.
0: We, um, One day, me and my brothers were, were playing professional wrestling. And at some point, a fist went through the bathroom door. <laughs> Whose fist? Yours. I don't, I don't really recall, but okay. Yeah, but anyways, uh, in a in a prior wrestling match, my littlest brother we we slammed his head up against the turnbuckle, which was the bedpost. Oh no! And blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he wound up having to get st- like six stitches. Uh, so we weren't supposed to be doing that anymore. But um, we did we, it again. We did, and then we, <laughs> we busted the bathroom door, so we got the bright idea that this is what we're gonna do. I had uh, one like a, a, a life size Dr. J poster,
1: and put the poster on. the
0: Yeah, at basketball camp, <laughs> and, and the con- uh. like the Converse, you know the Converse All Stars. Oh yeah. So I said, "This is what we'll do. We'll put the we'll put the, the poster over the door, and then, you know." we'll just leave the poster there forever. I mean, we didn't have like a long-term plan. It was just like a short-term plan to keep from getting whipped that day. And um it didn't work because my mom came came back or came up the stairs or came home or whatever. Of course the, she knew. She's like, "What the hell is she this was nonsense? Like, Get that poster off that door, you know?" And um <laughs> we got in of, we got in, we we all got in trouble that day. But it's funny you mentioned the doctor poster. That's, yeah. We had one. We had to take it down. Is it? I wonder if
1: it was the same one I had with the, you know, like the, the gurney, I guess you could call it. And it has like the spectrum on it. Yeah. It, yeah. That's the one I had in yeah.
0: my room. Yep. This one was big. Was yeah. Big one.
1: Yeah. It was a good sized poster.
0: <laughs>
1: I remember one time. <laughs> and i had I had George gervin on my on my oh, wall the Ice man. before we moved
0: the Ice I had man. that poster that that that's the famous poster I wish I still yeah. had that poster man that's a classic I would like to get that poster and like the aki big head and put them next to each other oh man but See, uh give me ideas. I was getting bigger, you know, and my mom would 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 hit me and I'd laugh. <laughs> So my dad told her, well, just grab something to hit him with something. So I don't know. I, I, I said some kind of wise-ass remark to my mom and she grabbed a frying pan and she smacked me with the frying pan and, and the handle broke. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when my dad got home, my mom said, your son broke the frying pan. And I'm like, broke Bro, the frying pan. She hit me with the frying pan. <laughs> and, and my dad said, "Well, if you hadn't made her hit you with it, so it's your fault." Yeah, it it's was still my, your fault. It was my fault. These days, you'd probably they would have got locked up for it. But, but uh, oh man, yeah, we survived, Adrian Peterson style. Yeah, we all we, we did survive. Look at you now. Yeah, exactly. The man. Just don't listen! <laughs> I still don't listen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh God! What a, what a what a society we currently
1: live in. Mm. It's gross. That's why I love horse racing so much. <laughs> Escape!
0: All these idiots got fired today.
1: That made me laugh. Actually, I wonder if that was planned. Have them both get fired on the same day.
0: I said, I said I said to someone. I said, "You know what happened? No. They're <laughs> going to reappear on a different network on the same show, and they're going to like debate the topics, and then they're going to like arm wrestle at the end or something." They
1: should have just called each other immediately. <sighs> I don't.
0: Again. I can't believe people watch those shows. Like it, it no, would just I... make me want to shoot myself.
1: Rage. That's what. That's what Amber says. She's like, "Those shows make me want to rage."
0: <sighs> It's just they're just awful, man. Yeah, it's a lot of repetitive people all stirred up over nonsense. Yep,
1: repetitive nonsense every day. It's a new alarm.
0: Doesn't matter what network it is. There's always some bullshit. Uh, I made the pull the pocket uh, Monday blog three different times.
1: You're the man. That's that. That takes. You're a special guy for that.
0: I got to call my agent and find right? out. You know, yeah, got to get royalties on the you, next one. Using a lot of our material. But uh, our man pulled a pocket. Oh, we appreciate it. Yeah. He's a listener, uh-huh. loyal listener. Yes, and Marathon. he's an international listener. That's right. He's an international listener. I wonder what the story is on some of those international listeners that we get. Like the ones in South America? Like the ones from, like, Moldova, countries I can never even heard of, or Uzbekistan. They must have accidentally hit something (laughs) and turned on the pod. I mean, there's like 87 different countries that have... Or maybe it's the same person. Maybe it's the same person in different
1: places. Zambia. See, I would say that that would be Chuck Fitke. International. We have someone in Morocco. See, definitely him.
0: Not Don Morocco. India, Greece. I'm telling you, it's the same dude. Lebanon. Same person, all the different places. South Korea, Peru, Costa Rica, Jamaica, the British Virgin Islands, Colombia, Finland, Brazil.
1: It's probably somebody in jail that has to use servers
0: in different countries. Trinidad and Tobago. We have an Israeli listener. Bolivia, Kuwait, Nepal. That's the one that really gets me.
1: You got a racetrack, Nepal. Someone right? from Nepal you got a racetrack. You, know, you know, know what they
0: race in Nepal? Yaks. I thought they race cows. Lithuania. That's what kind of yaks are kind of like cows. Yeah, Moldova. Lithuania is probably the Republic amber. of Moldova. China. Lithuania is probably amber. She's been to Lithuania? She's Lithuanian. I don't know whether it's actually by by heritage. I think it's supposed to be from that country. Iran. We have an Iranian listener. The, The Iron Sheik was always our guy Iranian listener. We liked him. Bulgaria. The Bulgarian secret police might be coming to get us. Laos. Not only did we bomb them in the Vietnam War. What? no the, the yeah yeah Laos yeah we have a listener from Laos. Taiwan China We have no relations with Taiwan they just we just have a listener. Don't bomb us. Wonder if uh... Gibraltar there's like four people living at that, that place. The Rock of Gibraltar The Northern Mariana Islands. Where's that? In the South Pacific somewhere hmm. And you know where the last one? The Isle of Malta, like Baron Miguel Cicluna, the famous Whoa. wrestler of the 70s. I
1: going to say Iron Sheik. Who's from I the know. Isle of
0: Malta. He was actually probably from the town of Malta, south of Saratoga. <clears throat> Malta. But, uh, the Iron I was going to say, my son didn't get on the ship yet. so it's it The Iron away. Sheik was actually from Ir- uh, Iran. I did not Yeah, he was Iran. Yeah. 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 He kind of got kicked out of the country. Yes. Yeah, was, he, yeah was the he bodyguard loved it here. He was a bodyguard for the Shaw. That's they right. Did a thing on him the other day. On I uh, watched
1: it on A and E. You saw that, right? Yeah. Uh, all this uh, the the wrestling stories of the old school wrestlers that that's that stuff pretty is pretty interesting, especially the way they turn out and what happened to them after. Because you never really get
0: those stories. Yeah, that's true. I, I like. We we couldn't get enough of that when we were kids, man. Oh man, I, I was I was all about it, and know. and it was so like amateurish compared to how it is now, right?
1: You know, it was like it was literally in a gym. Some of them, <laughs>
0: yeah, it was it was like in the armory,
1: like the the one uh, the one that was on TBS back in the day. I think it was like World Championship Wrestling or some some nonsense, but it was uh. It's where I first saw Tony Atlas.
0: Yeah, and they when used we to were do shows though. in
1: like high school gyms and in like in the South. So it'd be like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and you'd see these like like legit high school
0: gym. Yeah, no. When I was in high school, they held it at, at Spot Catholic. They had wrestling <laughs> one. Well, about one hundred and fifty people there. The gym didn't fit too many. But, yeah, they had it there. It's hard to believe it turned into like this this massive multi-billion dollar business. But it did. Some of those dudes look horrible. Oh, God, yeah.
1: Some of them look pretty good. It just depends. I mean, some of them are unrecognizable as what they were as wrestlers. And the others look the same. Like Jake the Snake doesn't look the same, but you can recognize who he is. You know who he is if you saw him. Right.
0: Some of the stories about Andre the Giant were just like are just like if you ever get a chance to listen, even if you don't like well, you don't have to be like a big wrestling fan, but you go on YouTube and and uh and put Andre the Giant's name in. There's there's a bunch of biographies and things. He really had an amazing life, man. but he got so big that I remember listening one time to one of the shows where, like, travel was almost impossible for him. Had to be uh, because he horrific. didn't he didn't fit. He was literally 500 pounds, and and he was you know seven foot six he just didn't fit. He didn't fit in chairs. He didn't fit in then anything. You know, to fly in an airplane was was, you know, just not sure. It's just yeah. difficult.
1: Yeah. But uh, uh here's here's a story for you. When I lived in Orlando <clears throat> before I got married, uh, I used to see Hulk Hogan like all the time. He drives this electric blue Dodge Charger very recognizable um he's probably about six seven and i was amazed when i the first time i saw him after i moved here uh because he couldn't walk like he he like his, his gait and his knees are so bad he just limps around and i was like man you know and and obviously when you see him on tv or doing the wrestling stuff, they only just show, they don't really show his legs and how he moves, you know. And I was just dumbfounded that he was that jacked up. <laughs> Guy's huge, but can't walk. So you could technically kick him and he couldn't do anything to you. Yeah. You sidestep him one way and it's it's
0: he's he's falling. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was at the harness track of Saratoga when Big John Studd rove in an amateur race and crash. What? Yeah. Did he get hurt or anybody get hurt? Um or the horse? Jeez. No. I can't No, Look, no That no, had no. to be terrible. Everything was uh, I can't remember it was a long time ago. <laughs> Again, uh, I I uh I don't remember all the details. I just remember going to the first turn. <laughs> you know he crashed. <laughs> I know he crashed. That's a, that's crazy. He wore John Brennan's silks or colors because that was the only one that was remotely big enough. But um... anyways, I'm not sure how we got to wrestling, but. It's your fault.
1: Breaking doors, getting in trouble. That's how we got there.
0: Did you watch the replay of the last race of Santa Anita yesterday? Yes. What the hell? Was what that? was the
1: plan there? That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. What was the plan? We just got
0: to outrun everybody. That that was bizarre. It was a mile and an eighth race. What was a maiden fifties on the turf. Yep. <clears throat> and the favorite was a horse from the outside post, Belmont Bill. And what what's that kid's name? The 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 bug boy.
1: Oh, um, Al Segor. Yeah.
0: I honestly don't watch a lot of California racing outside of the state. Shame on you, sir. I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't put that, uh, you know, Scott Chaney doesn't quit, then I'm not betting at that track. He, he needs to be removed from the Breeders' Cup debacle. Anyways, that's, that's another, it's like me and uh, Hoosier, where I won't bet until I get rid of the passing lane. Ugh. California, no, until I get rid of the executive director, the CHRB, no bets. Uh anyways um yeah the kid's on the horse and it's a speed horse goes to the lead but he's stretching out from a mile to a mile and an eighth and there's not really a lot of other speed in the race so I mean he's got the whole stretch because Santa Anita starts her mile and an eighth race it's actually on the dirt Right.
1: there's um, plenty of time for, so there's for a long to run
0: to the first turn and he asks the horse and he opens up going around that first turn and he's just standing up on the horse but he's not even trying at all to slow the horse down and remember he's going 9 furlongs he went 44 and 4 to the half and had about a 15 length lead and the horse was 2 to 1 he was the favorite that's the that's the crazy part that he was a chalk he didn't even make it to the top of the stretch He was they were already rolling on by him I mean
1: yeah, he got it. He got swallowed up.
0: See, under those circumstances, the stewards are going to should call him in and say, What were you doing? Like, what was the plan there? Like, did, did the trainer tell you to do that? Like, because to me, that's that's careless riding. And you shouldn't have to, to bump another horse to get days.
1: Right. Should, I mean, you should, it, you should get
0: days for that because
1: right. that's They're, not severely affecting the outcome of the race yeah you know, he especially. didn't give his horse
0: a chance to win right he did not he, he didn't you, you know you open up 15 lengths on the field it's one thing if it's some long shot bomb horse in there and they're just trying to sneak away and and right you know, try to element
1: a surprise I guess. right
0: trying something totally different but you know To go two seconds, full two full seconds faster than he did the previous race, and and it wasn't as though he got in a duel, there was no horses pressing. No, nobody was around, He was on the lead. No, he was going to be on the lead no matter, almost no matter what, unless he fell off. But I I bet you that they didn't even they probably asked him about it. And 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 you know, when they do the the films the next day, of course, the next day won't be till they race again, which I don't think is till Friday, Friday, but. I mean that's something to me that 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 to me is is a suspendable offense,
1: right? Nobody even talked about
0: it. I, I didn't see anything about
1: it, which was surprising. Also, yeah, right. It was. It was I mean, you, you figure you're you're in a pick five, pick six, pick four situation to close it out. You have the favorite, and he just does that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want answers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to pick on the kid, but I mean that's just No. I mean like it, people are a... people are betting money on this stuff and, and when you open up twenty down the backside and, and, and go forty four and four to the half uncontested in a mile and an eighth race on the turf, I mean you're not are you really giving your horse the best chance? Are you are really trying to even win? I mean, it doesn't seem like that, that's
1: right. It would be one thing if the horse ran off on him, you know, yeah, right?
0: He was standing straight he, up, like he, he didn't, didn't even,
1: even make any attempt to slow the horse down,
0: right? Not... With a loop in the reins. I don't know, just uh, yeah, just it was thought...
1: bizarre. That was really, really bizarre. I, I just, I just could...
0: thought it was kind of,
1: I'd be pissed off if I
0: had the 11. <laughs> In yeah.
1: the pick four, or pick five, or
0: something. Especially if that was the only, if the you know, right? Were like you single to that help?
1: horse? I mean, he he was singleable too. Like, like you said, he had a he had a distinct pace advantage, and I don't know why they did that. I mean, he was getting to the lead no matter what. Probably could have went wire to wire and won easily, or fairly easily.
0: Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Anyways. I guess wagon wheel's gonna make it into the Oaks because Yeah. And
1: down. and um my boy Jason's Road, who's a sprinter. Um but should bring some pace. That's good.
0: You know, Jason's Road, I actually have a, a title for him for this this year. Yeah, he's a sacrificial lamb. Uh, he's gonna be the uh, I can't. I'm not gonna say you got to read it. If you want to okay. read it, it'll be on uh, going in circles It'll be out maybe tomorrow, Wednesday. Pro- probably going to the harness track tomorrow. So Wednesday, uh, yeah, Wednesday by Wednesday, we're gonna we're gonna put some uh, Mr. Milkowski from Timeform US has got some some charts for us. We're gonna put up some handy oh. pace charts so you can look at the preps and. And uh, see what you see. I'm going to try to provide you with some information and uh, a little bit of entertainment. Um, yeah, Wednesday, I think, is, is probably a, a fair day. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I, I don't like doing, I don't like putting things out um, the same day as we put the podcast out because.
1: Right, it gets well, lost I, in the shuffle.
0: Well, it, it'll people, people see two things, you know, and they'll think it's one or the other. So, I try to separate them out a little bit. But, um, yeah, man, that, that's, it's we pick up new subscribers that are every week. That's good, without right? Without fail, yeah. Every once in a while, someone unsubscribes. Huh? I want to send them, like, a, like, a, a gift basket? No, I want to send them, like, an email that, like, Sticks your tongue out, them like you know. My "Mm -hmm." condolences, like go away, man. You're unsubscribing to a free thing that you might get once a week. I always wonder why someone would do that because it's not like we bomb, we we don't send spam, (laughs) it's probably personal. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking that maybe, maybe I insulted the guy's horse or something. (laughs) I know it
1: could have been from either one of us too uh, yeah exactly <laughs> I,
0: the best is when people say can you tell barry no i cannot tell barry i cannot tell barry anything you you have a beef with barry then call barry that's right remember the guy the guy who kept kept texting me oh. or emailing me i'm like dude uh, he's a grown man <laughs> we, we do a show we're friends you know but like if you have a beef with him you should contact him directly i am not the the, the beef yeah. master you're you know, not the beef I, conductor. No, I'm not the beef man. I'm not the beef agent. <laughs> if you have a beef, whether he he's right or wrong or it doesn't matter. I, I don't care. I don't care about you, your feelings, or anything. If you have a beef with Barry, then take it out with Barry. Right. If you have a beef with me, then, then we can have we can discuss it right here, but but like, you know it's happened like three different times. <laughs> My bad. Well he's not answering. Oh, well, that that should say enough right there. You know, if he's not answering well, then then let it go.
1: Yeah, that dude was... Yeah, he, like, let it go for, like, a month and then came back. Yeah, then
0: he came back. And, and Bro. I, I finally had to say, listen, man, if you email me one more time... I'll punch you in the face. ...that there's <laughs> going to be consequences. <laughs> I just don't, you know, like... I've been respectful... I I even sent him a message. Remember, for, yeah. When you do. Send me, I said, you know what? I will. I'll send you. I'll forward you this message to him. And then once I do that, then then I'm no longer involved. All in bets are game. off. You yeah. get what you get. Right. I'm not. I'm not Henry <laughs> freaking Kissinger, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to start doing peace plans. You're, I don't you're, care. Have a war. A you have a war. Have a war. You're a diplomat. No, I'm not. I'm not a diplomat at all. Matter of fact, there's a really good show on Netflix, The Diplomat. Yeah, yeah. I watched a whole f- stupid thing yesterday.
1: Like they the miss- whole series? Yeah.
0: Holy oh, there's only eight. There's oh, eight. Only, oh, so it's new? It's kind of new? Yeah. Oh, it's brand new. That, you like gotta watch like that show
1: Barry, day? man.
0: Barry, I gotta shut the
1: <laughs> show Barry. Yeah, on HBO. It's good. It's about the assassin.
0: It's, it's, it's really good. Is he a sniper? Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Is it about you? Is it a, is it a biography? I wish it was. Well, my life isn't that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say: based on a true story, yeah, loosely. Yeah, I always love when I always love when people say, "Well, it didn't happen that way, dude." It didn't say this is, is a uh, a documentary. It said it's, it's right. A it's not supposed
1: to be factual. Story.
0: It took right. some things and twisted it around and made it interesting because a lot of times the actual story isn't that.
1: So you mean to tell me that "Let It Ride" didn't really happen?
0: <laughs> I'm sure. upset. No, that, that was a, that was that actually did happen. That, that was real.
1: Every day on Twitter,
0: on horse racing Twitter, <laughs> yeah, nothing really erupted today. It was kind of a quiet day on horse racing Twitter.
1: Oh, uh, it started off a little rocky, you know. Swift and Shoe broke up. Yeah, but that's kind of... For contri- about 20 minutes. And... At, at
0: this point, it's just kind of contrived. Yeah. Unless there's a video of them actually... Fighting? Throwing, throwing punches. It's, it's No right. way. C.J.
1: Johnson will not let that happen.
0: <sighs> Big owner, C.J. Johnson. You have
1: to... Giant. The remember. biggest.
0: Yes. But, um... No, it's kind of a quiet... Well, finger legs opened. Paco was was carving them up at parks. I'm gonna start a business with Paco after he retires.
1: Yeah, what kind of business?
0: Paco's tacos. Hmm. Paco's tacos. have a look, a picture of Paco with, with like a chef's hat on. That'll be our that'll be our uh, our logo. what do you think he's gonna run for office or something i thought he was i legit thought he was gonna do that oh man well we've reached our time limit even though clearly if we're talking about pacos tacos yeah yeah we talked about we talked about professional wrestling and uh pacos tacos and Twitter beefs, me being uh, the the middleman the middle between you and some racist dudes. and uh, But we are going to have a, a show next week. We're going to have a regular show on Monday. And then we're going to have some sort of Derby Oaks kind of deal. Some sort. I'm not exactly sure who, what, where, when, or why. But it will happen. So... Even if it's just me coming on and reading off like four minutes of of, uh, selections for the people in the back. (laughs) But uh, no, honestly, we, we will do a show next week. I don't know what day, what time, but it'll get done. It'll get done. And it'll get done before like post time. And. Strong takes will be given, and yeah tell him
1: tell him why you're mad son.
0: potentially giveaways of some sort of something. I don't know what maybe I'll give away my my uno oho buttons I eyeball you yeah. have you have one of his eyeballs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or the eyeball.
0: <laughs> the missing one. In a jar somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's hidden with it the rest of his talent. <sighs> oh, low lobo. All right. Sounds good and uh we'll uh we'll talk next week and thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And um well, I can guarantee you this, we're not gonna re record this and, and uh pull Barry out. <laughs> uh, we'll tell you the story some point. It's a little... Uh, I don't want to say anything right now. <laughs> I'm, liable. I'm liable to call some people names. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you ever see me in a track, ask us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really funny. Like we're not it's upset. It's just the the level of pettiness, and it, it's it's like I used to say that horse racing was like advanced high school, you know. But honestly, it, it's 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 devolved into like fifth grade, third grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.